Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all doing well. It's a busy time of year with the end of school events and summer kicking off. And the same goes for that pile of rocks we all love. So I just want to send some enthusiasm, praise, and excitement to the Philmont seasonal and full-time staff as training is underway and the 2022 summer season begins. So if you're like me, this time of year has you aching to pack up your car and head west with new and challenging adventures ahead. Now, speaking of adventure, I was excited to host this next interview, which will be a part of a larger project of archived digital stories currently being conducted by women rangers in order to preserve and share their history. Many would say that there is a unique bond between women of Philmont, a sisterhood of sorts. Joy Pendley and Nancy Nelson joined the show to highlight this bond of friendship, one that feels more like family. From impromptu haircuts and tent surfing, to hitchhiking in from Ute Park and enjoying the freedom of the roving ranger experience, Joy and Nancy were, quote, never lacking for happiness. Prior to working on staff in 1985 and 1986, both ladies were Rayado participants. It was via that program that they developed a can-do attitude, confidence, energy, and enthusiasm for their boundless capabilities as individuals. Both Joy and Nancy celebrate and acknowledge the important work done by the women rangers of the 70s who paved the way for them and others to follow. Both ladies recall having larger-than-life role models, including Don Chandler and Holly Rudine, women they could aspire to be like and who set them up for success. Nancy says, quote, Philmont prepared you for the rest of your life. That's when the hard moments happened. Both ladies closed the interview discussing the notion of, if you could write a letter to your younger self, what might it say? Again, I want to thank Kathy Leach and all those involved with the Women Ranger Stories Collection for inviting me to host this interview. For those of you planning to attend the PSA reunion this summer, celebrating the 50th anniversary of both Women Rangers and Academy Rangers, I'll see you there. So I am here today with Nancy Nelson and Joy Pendley. These two ladies have a really incredible story that they spent their time at Philmont becoming really good friends. Um, So we're going to give you a little background information about Joy and Nancy. And Nancy, you can go ahead and go first. Sure. Hi. Let's see. I was a ranger from, I want to say, like 1985 to 1989. My very first tent mate was Joy. Ah. it was the best. We were both on Rayado the same year, but okay. we were in different Rayado sessions. So, you know, you'd, you'd pass each other every now and then. But uh, one of my best friends from high school, Mary Pishek, was on Joy's trek. And uh, so I got to hear a lot of good, fun Joy stories even before I really got to experience Joy for myself. And you're originally from Iowa. Yeah, I'm originally from Storm Lake, Iowa. Was it Philmont? It was like the best years of my life were probably there, which looking back, I don't know that I appreciated the best years of my life when I was in the midst of them. But uh, then I went on and I was in the Coast Guard for 20 years. And now I work for Department of Homeland Security up in North Dakota. 
Yeah, fantastic. Sure. Uh, Joy, what about you? Okay, so my Philmont, um, I my father was a scouter, and all of our family activities were all centered around scouting. So we went to England, we went to Baden Powell's house, we went to Australia, we went to the International Scout Jamboree. And so in 1981, he he and my older brother did a trek and took us, and we were in PTC with my with our mom, my little brother and I. You know, I found out that you could come on these treks, and um, you know, I was a, you know always doing sports, camping a lot with my family, and so I started to come back on treks, and then found out about Rayado, and uh, got to do Rayado, and like Nancy said, it was just my life. We were on the same session, but different crews. They would split you up, you know, if you came from the same district, and so um, yeah, I actually I found that that photograph today. Like our whole Rayado crew. The whole Rayado one, yeah. yeah. So I found that one today. I'm still looking for our roving ranger photograph. Um, I have that one. I need okay. to get it to you. I have to ask, from my generation, I worked there from 2007 to 2013. Uh, I've never heard the phrase roving ranger. Oh, oh man. Roving was the best. Okay, yeah, we got to get into that at some point. But Joy, you go ahead and finish. So we did Rayado in 84. And then we both came back in 85 for our first year as Rangers. I was 17. Were you 18 already that year? I had just turned 18. So right before we got there. And now they're really strict about that. But I had just turned 17. I think it was because of Rayado that I got hired. My Rayado Ranger was the infamous Holly Rudin. And Nancy's was... Man, I had Don Chandler. Ah, And we're nice. both still afraid of them. Very. You know, <laughs> if, if Dawn yelled at me today, I would I would run very, very fast to do whatever she told me to. Exactly. <laughs> so I was there 85, 86. And the biggest mistake in my life was not coming back again in, in 87. I went away to college and we had a science camp, the college I went to. And so in 87, I did that. I wish I'd gone back because then I would have more years with Nancy. I wish yeah. I would have gone back too, but you know, we still, we still kept in touch. So do you guys remember the first time meeting each other? Were you at your tent or what was your first interaction? We're both first year Rangers and it was kind of like, oh, I know you from Rayado. Do you want to be my tent mate kind of thing? So uh, what are you going to do? Say no, because we're both standing there staring at all these people we don't really know yet, even though we were super psyched to be there and pretty sure we were like the best rangers ever even though we hadn't been a ranger for a day yet we were probably both not lacking in the confidence department i would say sure sure we we were there for fun what does the ranger family mean to you oh geez i mean joy is my ranger family life life goes by so fast and things happen so fast that it's like a blink of an eye but it's been several years but never did I ever think that if I wanted her, I couldn't find her. If I needed her, I couldn't find her. And that would, you'd pick up just like it was yesterday, you know, sitting in a hot tub somewhere, probably. I think we sat at a hot tub one time around Christmas at your place. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like, it's just family. It's like, she's my sister. She's the other half. Absolutely. So in, it would have been 2014, my daughter was finally old enough to be a, a ranger And so Mark, uh, my partner, was driving her to Philmont, and for some reason I couldn't go 
And I just started like getting super emotional and thinking about my years as a, you know, in, at Philmont. And of course, when I think Philmont, I think Nancy. And so I just started pulling out photographs and then I got my old address book. I said, I got to find Nancy. And, you know, we didn't have the internet in the eighties. And so um, I had her dad's phone number. Somehow I Googled her and she's famous. She had a really great save off the coast of Florida. So I found that article and so I knew she was in the Coast Guard. And then like I could figure out, oh, it said she was from Storm Lake, Iowa. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to find her dad. And then I was able to find her dad and I called him and said, I'm looking for Nancy. And he he remembered me, which was oh, yeah. just really lovely. He was like, oh, and he was interested in my life. And he gave me Nancy's number and I called her and I was like, so emotional thinking about, you know, how important Philmont was to me. I think it was just everything, you know, like Nancy said, it just became everything. You know, I was always an athlete, maybe not like, there's not a lot of girls in high school. Now it's kind of cool to be a hiker or a climber or things. But when I was growing up, that's not what girls did, you know? Yeah. And all I wanted to do was read books and, and go backpacking. And so when I found Vilmont, I found my family, I found friends. Um, and also we moved every three years. So going to Philmont, finding women who were like me, Nancy and I were just, yeah, we were sisters. Um, I still yeah. have sisters. So it was just, it meant the world to me. It made me feel grounded. It made me feel like someone else, you know, that I had someone who, who understood me completely. Um, and we just had so much fun together. It was, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like looking in the mirror for the first time. Because, again, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't go Googling anything. Your world was really fairly small, if you think about it. And here's this other person who likes – I did like sports, too. But, you know, here's here's Joy, who likes to hike and is, you know, physically capable. You know, it's not like – you know, everybody else is like, why would I walk anywhere? You know, and Joy's like, let's go. Let's go now. Get, we don't need food. Let's just go. And off we'd go. You know, So it's like, boom. It was youthful confidence, but it was so fun to have somebody with that same energy and enthusiasm and confidence. Devil be damned, kind of, you know, let's do it. Nobody can stand in our way. We're Rayada women. We can do anything. So we did. Yeah, we did. It's definitely a thing of beauty. I love that. You guys mentioned, you know, all the fun you had, all all the, the good memories, and that you are like family today. Do you have a special memory you want to share, a story, or when you think about your time as a Philmont Ranger, you think about XYZ moment? Well, there's a lot of XYZ moments, but Joy had these pink gators. So you could see her coming a mile away in these like bright pink gators. And I don't know how it ever started or whatever, but she would just take off running and jump up into the air and I would catch her. And do you remember that? We would do that all the time. And I'm like, I don't know why we did it, but it was just like the minute I saw her, I knew whatever, I better drop whatever's in my hands because she's coming <laughs> and she just would launch herself and I would catch her. I don't think she ever thought I'd drop her and I don't think I ever did. So. <laughs> I will not just, do that this summer. Uh, you could. I think I could still catch you. I think you guys need to do a photo op this summer and make that happen. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe we could do a slow motion jump. Uh, tent surfing. 
Tent surfing was uh, the other one I was going to say. <laughs> what what is that? These photographs. But we used to have, well, they're, they're just the same base camp tents with the wooden ledge that they tie the straps down to. Yeah. And we would just jump yeah. up there and just surf. Now that I'm not sure I could still do. Number one, if I had to jump off, I, I would probably break my ankles. But the, I, don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, we would just jump up there for some odd reason and we'd surf and just be happy and having a good time. And then off we'd go. It was We were never lacking for, for happiness and fun. We always cut everyone's hair. Do you remember yeah, that? I don't, I, I, yeah, I remember cutting a lot of hair. Maybe it's because the guys didn't really care. Sure, I'll cut your hair. I don't know how, but how hard can it be? And you're a dude. Your hair's only like that long. Well, yeah. Dan Mode, Johnny Custard. Yep. Johnny yep. Custard, yeah. Those were some good times. Cut their hair. <laughs> I love it. What would you say that you're good at because of your time being on a Philmont Ranger? Maybe a skill that you learned or got to uh, work on and sharpen? You can dump me anywhere and I can find my way home. I don't think I can get lost so anymore. I was pretty comfortable in the outdoors anyway. And somebody had asked me once, you know, about, was it really hard to be at Philmont? People maybe didn't like you or advisors who wouldn't like you. And I'm like, no, Philmont, I didn't find Philmont hard. I found that Philmont prepared you for the rest of your life, which had hard moments. Philmont wasn't hard moments. So it was, it was all good moments. So, and it prepared you when you get out in the real world. Sometimes it's, you know, that's when the hard stuff starts. Real life starts. Uh, you know, having kids, it's its never dawned on me that I can't do anything. I'm sure that all started with Joy and Philmont because we could do, we did anything. If we, we wanted to did. do it, we figured out how to just go do it. And Roving Ranger, which I know for you apparently don't know what it is, but that was the best times of my life was Roving Ranger. Can you divulge what the Roving Ranger was? Or is, I don't know, maybe it still well, exists. Maybe it's called something else today. Maybe they call it something else. You'd, you'd kind of get an itinerary and you'd pair up and you could go out and clean out campsites and pick up trash, clean out campsites, clean out the Dutch ovens that were all nasty that people didn't clean or something, but you clean the sumps. But it was just the two of you. And off you went. So and you'd okay. be gone for a few days. And the places you could go and the things you could do didn't really matter as long as you got your campsites cleaned. Yeah, I think it was like an end of the season, check on yeah. these, uh, you know, non-staff camps, make sure they're looking good. Close um, some of them down. Yeah. Put the ash. Yeah, we <laughs> put ashes on our uh, face. Yep. and <laughs> Yeah, because we had we had fires back in the eighties, and then there was a period of time yep. where there were fires. Yeah, you know, it was just freedom. That was one of our last things that we did in eighty. 80s. Yeah, and yeah. and I have I have that picture. It's one of, I've had it up. Like I said, I have that one because I hang it up at work. It's been with me for thirty some odd years everywhere I travel or go, because it's just kind of that symbol of get it done, just go. That's a good yeah. attitude to have. Joy, did you want to touch on anything that a skill that you excelled in at Philmont or, or learned to do because of your time as a ranger? Like Nancy said, like the what I learned and the confidence that I built at Philmont, I think I see today 
Um, Nancy, when it, you didn't even mention going to the Coast Guard, that's got to be directly, you know, connected. Like I said, Philmont just prepared me for everything else that I chose to do. Because again, late 80s, I went into the Coast Guard to do drug enforcement. I mean, I've spent my entire career chasing cocaine. So for lack of a better term, just there's there were some some interesting moments and but it never never dawned on me I couldn't get it done. It's like just go, get it done. There weren't very many women doing that and there weren't very many women at Philmont and it just didn't really dawn on me that there weren't very many women because I wasn't sitting around taking taking account or taking numbers and the women I met at Philmont, you know, like we said, you know, Don Chandler, Holly Redeem, please. Those those were women they kicked ass. My job's to try and keep up and make them proud. Yeah, yeah, they were real mentors to us. So, so there were two things when we started talking about this, and you know, talking about the the seventies and the first women rangers. You know how tough it was, and how breaking into this male dominated subculture was so difficult. And they've got really like their stories are really heart wrenching. Um, and, and their resiliency is very obvious, but I didn't feel that way in the eighties. I just felt like, you know, maybe it was because Nancy and I had dads who brought us up camping. Philmont was not something that they would have ever questioned us doing. They supported us, obviously. Yeah. They sent us to Riado. They made sure we got there in the summers. But for me, when I think of Philmont, I don't think of hardships. I just think of Nancy and how much fun we had and how much confidence it it gave me to have a friend that was we just we just clicked having that friend um and knowing like you said Nancy like yeah there were 30 years between um our last get together I guess if we were better on Facebook we would have found each other sooner but um yeah we'll, we'll get together and it'll be like it was it's 1988 what were those haircuts we had in the 80s Business up front, party in the back. Yeah, you know, the mullet. Yeah, I, yeah. I hear the mullet is, <clears throat> is back in. I think the mullet's coming back. It's got time to get it going. I, yeah, I kind of just keep the top going. It's kind of like a fake one. <laughs> and then the impact it had on me. So learning about in ranger training when we learned about Maslow's hierarchy. Like I'd never heard things like this before. This sort of like social psychology approach, you know, to youth and to out the outdoors. And then um, learning about experiential education, um, you know, that had a really big impact on me. When, uh, when I went to college, I wrote a, a paper on experiential education. And really that, you know, is directly tied to what I do today, helping to lead the university in community engagement, helping faculty to develop experiential service learning coursework, working with community organizations to reach into the university and, and um, have those kinds of collaborations. That all happened because of because of my family's commitment to that to the scouting and and that um, servant uh, psychology, and then Philmont giving me those those interests and those skills. So I think there's just a direct relationship. I love how you described that. I think you're maybe one of the first people I've interviewed who's mentioned that during ranger training you talk about like the psychology of youth and educating youth. I, I like, I, I don't like to assume anything in life, but I would guess that that's something that would be taught to Rangers and to all Philmont staff. But I think that's really neat to hear you bring that up. And what was the, 
what did you say? What was the thing that they, the first thing you said? Maslow's hierarchy? Maslow's hierarchy. What is that exactly? Maslow talked about the hierarchy of fulfillment and that if you don't, if you don't take care of that, that bottom is sort of like physical uh, comfort. So food, shelter. And that we can't reach enlightenment unless we have like a, a pyramid that's, that's built on, you know, uh, uh, security at that level. Yeah. So as rangers, you know, we're making, we're teaching, you know, trail skills, we're teaching cooking skills, we're teaching, you know, tent setup and, you know, and hiking. And so their experience is going to be less if they aren't able to, you know, sustain those, those basic securities and food, shelter, you know, health. It's really yeah. hard to appreciate dancing in the rain if you're cold and wet and you're hungry and you know so then you don't see the beauty of the rain dripping off the pine needles or so yeah yeah Yeah. kind of rolling with this a little bit uh joy you mentioned that you guys experienced maybe less of it but did you experience any encounters uh being a, a woman ranger at philmont and if so what strategies did you deploy to overcome any negative attitudes surrounding that the women in the 70s, like they did the hard work for us. Trailblazers. You know, yeah. We were babies in the 80s and, you know, we couldn't have had as much fun uh, doing being us if it hadn't been the women who did those sacrifices and, and dealt with the misogyny and dealt with the negativity. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I say that, I mean, I think that probably you know, not everyone is a misogynist, right? We wouldn't be there um, and women wouldn't have been successful if everyone was. Um, the institution and the infrastructure of scouting is really well thought out. The pedagogy of scouting, the servant leader uh, philosophy, um, I think that's really significant. But there there have always been and likely always will be um, that that element of misogyny in scouting. But you know, those women laid the path for us so that we could, you know, so we could be there and that we could enjoy ourselves. There were, and and when my daughter went back and then she had some of these experiences and she would tell me things uh, that happened to her, right? Because in my mind, Philmont was perfect, right? Because I, it was so fabulous and Nancy, you know, I had Nancy and we had all our friends. And, but then when my daughter was telling me one time she was doing a bareback bag, you know, a teachable moment. And her advisor was like a, a, a male ranger, young male ranger was walking across their campsite and the advisor like turned to him and said, you know, she's telling us this thing, but I don't believe it. What do you say? And, and the young guy was like, you know what? You've got the best ranger. Listen to her. And, you know, so on one hand, she had this like pushback from this older fellow, but on the other hand, she had this young fellow who was, you know, supporting her and, and absolutely like the perfect answer. So when I, when she told me about those experiences, I thought, Oh, Oh yeah, we did have that. I don't know if it's just my personality. I kind of ignore people like that. Um, yeah. But, but right. That, but we didn't have to deal with the same structural issues that women in the seventies did. Right. We were, we were already there. It already been a decade. Um, and so I, I don't want to say that that wasn't there, you know, that the women in the seventies, that what they experienced wasn't significant. I think that was because of them that our, our time was, was. And, you know, 
we were surrounded with great male rangers that kind of like, you know, her daughter there, you know, we didn't have to fight with the guys on staff. I mean, that was, they were like your brothers. You didn't, you know, it was just like a family. So yeah, you still had the advisors. Everybody would get the advisor that was like, oh, we have a female ranger. How do I get a male ranger? And this is going to be horrible. And, you know, kind of like Joy, we, you know, again, I know I say we didn't lack for confidence, but that stuff, you know, I paid zero attention to it because I was very confident in my skills and ability. And I'm like, ah, they'll love me by the end. You know, so I didn't even care when they looked horrified when you'd walk up. It it really didn't bother me. I know, you know, that, and that's just me. Some women, it, it does bother and it rightfully so should. But just my internal makeup was, I was like, yeah, you'll love me by the end. And Joy was kind of that way too. When I say we just, you know, our confidence level, We'd been built up again, you know, through Rayado and, you know, Dawn and Holly shared experiences and we were well prepared for that. And that didn't really, that was water off my back. And I can't think that I ever had one that didn't like me by the end. So it worked out well for me, but that's just kind of like Joy said, our personalities, but we didn't have to battle everybody. You know, we had the occasional advisor that didn't like us, but we had support everywhere else, which made a big difference, I think. Sure. Yeah, that's that's true, Nancy. Yeah, that's an interesting question. Like, had the infrastructure of Philmont changed enough in that decade that, you know, all of our male leaders, all of our male peers, like there was no pushback. Uh, yeah. Perhaps in the 70s, it wasn't quite that way. Speaking about the infrastructure and, and how Philmont evolved and continues to evolve, do you guys want to speak an, any more about people that mentored you or moments that you that really stand out where someone was really there for you. Maybe it's each other, uh, someone who just, yeah, you looked up to. Oh, it'd still be Dawn Chandler for me okay. without, you know, Dawn was it. She was it. What, yeah. what about her? For me, probably same for you'll tell about Holly, but you know, Dawn was like, you know, she was in charge and she was fiery, but yet she also had this kind of art, artistic, poetic vibe to her that I'd never seen. She hiked along and didn't drop a bead of sweat. You know, she just was, yeah, she was like everything you wanted to be. And that was my Rayado Ranger. So, and even after that, Dawn was still there. You know, she was a training ranger and she was one of the first, she might've been the first backcountry. So it was, you know, Dawn is just it. And even that's what I said, even today, Dawn is just it. If I ran into Dawn, I would give her the biggest hug in the world if she let me. And, you know, and then I don't know, do whatever she told me to. (laughs) So she is, she's just larger than life in my world. She and Joy are two of the most influential people in my youth that probably set me up for a lot of good things that have happened to me yeah. for the rest of my life. We're, we're probably like really fortunate, Nancy, that we had Don and Holly as our mentors because like we just wanted to be like them. And so we just were like them and they were just cool cats. They just, yeah. they, they did their thing. They were smart. They were creative. they, you know, they didn't really get They rough. never looked flustered. I'm sure they were. But looking back, they were just young women, too. But to me, they were like, they were godlike. They were, 
heroines. They were just cool. And it was the vibe back then. I mean, those two were cool. Yeah. And so I think we just emulated them and we felt we didn't feel, you know, insecure because we knew that we could, that there were women that we could be like. So now the the women's tents used to be where the health tents are now next to the new staff. Have you been back? I haven't been back for a long time. No. So I probably, when I go back this summer, won't find my way around at all, but I'll just wander aimlessly. We'll meet. I'll take you places. So I was in the bathroom. This is just this image. And I was brushing my teeth and I had the water on. And Holly just comes into the bathroom, reaches around me, turns it off and says, you know, turn the water off when you're brushing your teeth. And I was like, so now still it doesn't happen every day. But quite often when I'm brushing my teeth, if I leave the water on too long, I turn it off and say, sorry, Holly. Man, I will still chase a piece of trash down because I can just see Don Chandler glaring at me as like some piece of trash would roll along. And I'm like, I got to get that. Somehow Don will know that I let that piece of trash go by. So to this day, I grab trash wherever I am. I feel like Philmont as as a larger organization, you know, it took a while to get a sustainability department under wing and then, you know, recycling and all these things. But that's really cool to hear that these two women um, not only were educating you on how to be good rangers, but how to take care of the land and um, and take care of the trails that we love out there. So that's awesome. Strong, cool, tough, but compassionate. You know, they didn't just you know, leave you hanging or anything. So, uh, yeah, they were, yeah, they I were think something I, back in the day. I'm sure they still are. I still get a little nervous when I, um, accidentally make two pieces of trash when opening. Mm, yeah. Something. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what did you love about the ranger department, the ranger spirit? Was there, were there any traditions you got to partake in or legacies that, that you got to witness? I liked the confidence and the freedom and the camaraderie. Um, It's a lot of people that really loved that place and what it stood for, not just those mountains, but all mountains. So, you know, it's always fun to go stand at the bell and sing and, you know, fall off backwards and all that's that camaraderie bit. That's always kind of fun. It's fun to get together because we've all been to, Joy and I've probably been to places on the ranch that other people haven't because they've made new camps and closed them down and you guys, but yet it's still Philmont. That's still the, you know, you're still a ranger and I know what that means and I know what it feels like. And yeah, you can just taste it. It's, you know what it is. It's just something that you have with a very small group of people really. Yeah. So, so that's what it is for me. Well, I remember, so I don't know if you're allowed to do this anymore, but remember how when you get, when you leave your crew and you, you hike back in, we would oftentimes hike down to the road and hitchhike back in and going to like Ute Park, we would get those little ranger badges and pizza. You'd hike down there and, and then, and then hitchhike in. I don't know if they do that that often anymore. Where'd you get pizza and who gave out the badges? There was just like an old country like store. Old little trading post country store kind of it. Right up at, off the road and right up against the ridge. And you would just hike yeah. from um, bushwhack back into it. 
Okay. Yeah, and then you get your pizza by your ranger. It was just like a little ranger badge. It's kind of like a it's national star. Sport. I still have mine. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And then you just hitchhike back into the base. And most of the time it was safe. Uh, one time we jumped in a guy's truck and I think it's, there were three people. Two people jumped in back and I jumped in front. And then he told me he just got out of prison. I kind of yeah. quickly said, oh, this is where we want to be. Drop us here. <laughs> I had checked once or twice, but it was one of the few times that you could just be on your own, hike back in. So some days I'd make it fast, but other days it's like, I'm going to take all day to hike back in. I'll go somewhere and just sit, just vegetate for a while. And I loved the freedom of that. Yeah. Didn't have to go in pairs. So yeah, it's just yeah. nice. Speaking of enjoying a hike in day and the solitude of that nature brings just for fun, where is your where are your favorite places on the ranch? Okay. I swear there was a camp called Aspen Meadows back in the eighties. It's not on the map anymore. But it's it's my actual like I don't know what this is called, but it's where I go in my brain when I need to go someplace. I just go sit in that it's like this long meadow just down from Baldy and it was full of aspen and it was a uh, not a not a staff camp, so yeah. So I still go there in my in my mind all the time. Oh, that's beautiful, man! I had several spots I really really liked, depending on what part of the ranch I was in. I, I always liked Yuraka Mesa. I'd like to I like to just hike down off the mesa a little bit, and I could just sit there in the sun and hang out. Uh, I also liked wow. There's a big meadow off of. Uh, Lower Bonita, as you came through there, there's a big meadow there that was, you know, in the morning, the cows were over on the other side. You could kind of go through. It was just, it's just the way the sun came through there. I liked that spot. And then I've always kind of had a fondness for up, uh, like French Henry up in there, uh, probably because, you know, on Rayado, Don chucked me up there somewhere and left me for a couple of days. And I thought it was great. Got hailed on and it was the best. And so it's just this like, zenful, peaceful place for me to just go hang out up there. And I liked going off the backside of Baldy though, too, and walking down to the highway. That was always kind of a pretty romp. So because you, Joy and Nancy, are such good friends and your Philmont experience is so intertwined, I don't want to skip over any specific stories you might want to share. I really love oral history in the form of storytelling. Is there a specific story you might want to share? I remember a lot of the fun things too, though, we did were just bumming around base camp, like tent surfing and the, you know, running down the road and Joy comes, you know, if I wasn't looking, she'd just still come running. You'd turn around and here's this, you know, your best friend's flying through the air and you're like, oh crap, I got to catch her or she's never going to let me live this down. So, you know, and that was just everywhere we went, you know, even if you're out on the trail and you passed each other, there was just this (laughs) bond. Running to get ice cream. Sitting outside, listening, you know, watching the stars. Lots of the guys would come over at night. We would just cut their hair or just sit and talk. Play the guitar, just sit around. Joy wrote beautiful things and poetry and, you know, fun stuff. It was just chill. It was bliss. Just bliss. Yeah. Yeah. What I would give, you know, for one more day of that. If, if you wrote a letter to your younger self, what might it say? 
I would probably tell myself to, uh, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed it until I had to get a real job and go support myself because I graduated from college. So, you know, I stayed at Philmont for as long as I could. um, And so I'd say, well done, younger self, to stay there for as long as you could. I loved every minute of that. But I I think I would have told myself, and I was pretty good about just being by myself, you know, because you could hike by yourself and you could do these things. I think I would tell myself to take more time to enjoy more people. For me, you know, it's Joy and it's Don Chandler. And I have other people I remember, but I mean, those were the two that I invested myself in. I didn't really invest myself in anybody else. And I think I would tell my younger self, there's a lot of good people there. And to just put yourself out there a little more for some other people. Yeah. Do you consider yourself an introvert? Do you think like... You know, what's kind of funny is I don't really think... I, and we've, you know, Coast Guard everywhere you take all the tests. I actually split the middle perfectly. I am very comfortable by myself, but I'm also can be very chatty and happy in a group or meeting new people doesn't bother me. So yeah, so I kind of, I can see that, you know, Joy and I are a lot alike, but I, I have no problem being right down the middle. Me too. One year I'm one point over to extrovert. Next year I'm one point over to introvert. But yeah. you know, we relate to lots of people that way. And that's where I think, you know, I probably, there was probably a lot of super cool people there that I just, I know every inch of, of Philmont's land, but I don't know a lot about of the people who also know every inch of Philmont. I think I've missed out on probably some, some real cool relationships that I could have had with some other people. We were just so happy hanging out. We didn't need anyone yeah. else. <laughs> and I had joy for those two years and then all of a sudden I didn't have joy, but Don Chandler was still there. So, you know, <laughs> Don Chandler was, if I saw Don, Don was kind of the go-to that filled you up or, you know, said, get off your ass, go do something. Okay. You know, so off you went. Joy, what about you? If you wrote a letter to your younger self, what might it say? I would have, I would tell myself to stay longer. I think I was, you know, looking to plow through college, you know, graduate in four years, get out into, into life. And I think that I would tell myself, slow down. It's going to be a lot, you know, you're going to have a lot of experiences, you know, go back to Philmont for a few more years. But, you know, in, in developing friendships at Philmont, it really laid the groundwork for friendships that I would develop in college. So growing up, we moved every three years. And so, you know, and then being a girl that wasn't that into girl stuff. Now I've never been, you know, able to do the girl stuff. And also a little bit oblivious to the fact that I don't really care about doing the girl stuff. Those experiences at Philmont and the confidence that we built and and then going to college, I, I took that with me. And, um, you know, I met my best friend the, the first day of college and lying for the math test. And 35 years later, we're still pals. Yeah. So I would I would tell her, you know, don't worry, you know, slow down. You don't need to rush to get out into life. Uh, go back to Philmont. I wish I really wish I had done that. Um, my daughter was at Philmont for three summers, and I was really happy that she took that that time. She was a college athlete, so you know it was kind of a big deal to take that time during the summer, you know, to go to Philmont. And we would pack up her rowing machine and take it with her so she could, you know, keep rowing during the summer. And then my son, 
his first year as a ranger was uh, in 18, the fire year. So he ended up staying on mitigation crew and, and then he's a college athlete too. And, and wasn't able to go back. Um, the coaches were not crazy about him, you know, having that kind of a schedule where he couldn't consistently train every, every day. So that was his summer was, was fire mitigation. Yeah. Philmont continues to be just really, you know, center of our life. Um, and both of them, both my Philmont Rangers are nur- or my daughter's a nurse and my son's in nursing school. I secretly hope that someday they'll take the time to go back and work at the health lodge for, you know, a few weeks, you know, as their schedule uh, allows. Sure. And um, someday Quinn and Parker will be there. I say Quinn and Parker, their Auntie Joy will be uh, able to uh, help me drag them down the trails. Film, the Philmont Training Center has an amazing family camp now where you can take your family, young children, and just really enjoy Philmont at a younger age so you can start them young. That's what I need to do start with my, young. my kids. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so in 12 years, they can yeah. both go on a Philmont PSA trek. Woohoo! They so could. You and I need to be able to, let's see, we probably need new knees in like 10 years. If we get new knees in 10 years, we can take them. We'll be good to go. We'll be good to go. Uh, you know, my knees are good. I just had a, an Achilles rebuilt and psh, I'm going to be a mean, mean machine in about six months. So <laughs> All right, let's do it. And speaking of meeting up at Philmont again, um, this summer is the 50th anniversary of female rangers at Philmont as well as service academy rangers. So um, anyone who's listening, go out, go celebrate, celebrate those two milestones. Um, Both of you will be out there. I will be out there. And it'll be really incredible to just be in that energy of all those women and those academy rangers serving that served uh, Philmont in that capacity, uh, just all kind of being together. So one thing I like to ask interviewees, so Philmont teaches the 10 essentials, which is what you're, you know, always supposed to have on you if you're going to go on a quick hike. Do you guys have an 11th essential? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. reading glasses, man. Maitland, you'll understand someday, but I have to carry them on my bike and... Reading glasses. Yeah, I don't go anywhere without my glasses anymore because uh, I, I agree. I took expired uh, driver's license on my bike with me. Um, in case I get hit, someone can, you know, call my family. Oh, that's smart. That's Those are practical items. Uh, reading glasses. Yeah. An ID. Um, one last fun question. If you had to close out this episode or this interview with a song that reminds you of your time at Philmont, what song would it be? I don't know that it's even a real song. It was one a guy named Todd Conklin used to sing, New Mexico Rain. Um, it's hot down in base camp. Yeah. I sing that to myself all the time when I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Mowing the lawn. I'll be singing that. The other one, it's probably weird, but Bye Bye Miss American Pie. <laughs> so sure. I sure. just, I remember on Rayado, it was a long day and somebody started singing it. And, I, you know, at the time, I'm like, I don't even know the words to this song. So I learned them. Uh, New Mexico Rain is a song. Yeah. That, like you said, Nancy, it's a song I sing to myself. Uh, it, it's calming. Um, it centers me. And, yeah. And is there a song that says, thank you for being my, fr-? there is, there's a song that thank you for being my friend. That's what I would want to say. Thank you, Nancy, for being my friend and for <laughs> teaching me what, what, you know, how much fun friend it was to have a friend and, and Joy's name fits her perfectly. 
She brings me joy. She gives joy. Yeah, fits you perfectly, my dear. Thank you. I can't wait to see you this summer. Ditto. You know, my dad has since passed away. One of my fondest memories was actually you had called him and, you know, he I had gotten him a cell phone by then. So he had probably barely hung up and he called and left this voicemail on my phone saying, if you get a number that you don't know, you have to answer it. You just have to answer it. It's a big, big, big surprise. You know, my dad was pretty like calm guy. So for him to like be so excited and leave me this voicemail. So I did. I'm like, all right, you know, like I'll answer, you know, because you, know, you don't answer numbers you don't know anymore. They go to voicemail or something. So, uh, yeah. So uh, the minute I heard Joy's voice, I knew exactly that that was my surprise that my dad knew that she was going to be calling me and he would take me down there. He would take me to visit Joy. He would do anything. So loved scouting, loved all his girls. Growing up, I didn't realize girls had limits because my dad never allowed anybody to place a limit upon me. So I grew up just thinking, well, of course I can go do that. And it just never dawned on me that others couldn't. So uh, that was one great blessing I got from him is to have a dad that I can do anything. Maybe I should have asked asked this at the very beginning, but just real quick as we wrap up, did your parents either work at Philmont? No. No. Mm -mm. Okay. My dad would have loved it. Yeah, I think my dad would have loved it too. But, uh, and I know he went there, you know, I was there when I was maybe, I was like a muchacha or something like eight years old. And, you know, he was at the training center and I remember running, running around, doing some stuff, going on a little hike to like Lover's Leap and Cathedral Rock. And so I kind of remember that, but, uh, you know, I was, I was the one that wanted to be hiking. So I also remember having to like do arts and crafts, which were not my skill set. And I was like, seriously, when do we get to go like find a bear or something? So he took me and then uh, he took my brother. They went, he went on some mountain treks and then he went back when I was old enough so I could go on a mountain trek. And, you know, I think he would have loved to work there, but, you know, got married out of high school and they had kids and young family. So I don't think that was something that was really something he ever could have done. Yeah, my father did not get to work there as a youth. And I think that's why it was so important to him that he exposed his family to it. And yeah, started taking us out there in 81. And yeah, did you know, Nancy, Okay, you know that I want to go back to Philmont Ranger painting? Yeah. You know, my dad has one in his office. He had one at his home office, his his office office. There's a a woman ranger that's going to come out this summer. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Long overdue. But and sometimes I feel bad that when I was young, I didn't really, you know, I didn't even realize that there, you know, women rangers hadn't been there forever and ever. Like when we got there, you know, there were women rangers and it just never dawned on me that they hadn't been there very long and Mm -hmm. that there's only been a handful. Now I look back and I'm like, wow, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I think we we benefited from those women in the 70s that, that did really hard things. This has been incredible to hear your story, to hear you guys kind of intertwine your story together as great friends. Hopefully I'll get to meet you both in person this summer. Well, thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. 